0: I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Now, remember,
1: given the payday, has you been accounted for? Okay. 6.0V. That was the day. day. 6.0V. I'm not uh, here. We got a fire. One and a half story, single family dwelling. Fire shown from the second floor. Give me a second alarm on this. Hang up to there,
0: top floor. I got people hanging out the top floor windows with a baby
1: commercial building, uh, a lot of fire, a lot of smoke. Go ahead and strike a third alarm on my orders on this. Got
0: people on the front fire escape here. window's below them. We need somebody up there. Yeah, let them know we got a job. I'm pulling up. Second alarm, i got a one-story single-family frame. Heavy fire showing from the attic. So we're using all hands. we got one line stretch, fire on the fourth floor, second line being stretched. Primary stretches are underway.
1: Hey, welcome back to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy Chief John Sulka. And um, hey, before we get started, buddy, uh, I think we need to mention a couple things. One is uh, FDIC in August. Uh, we're back to, a, we mentioned this before, a Monday through Saturday setup. And I'm so glad, John, they changed it because um, I know they were trying at first just to get it out there because people were just wanting it bad. They, they, everybody wanted to go back to FDIC. And it, it was, you know, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. And then we were competing with a couple of the conferences. We weren't even going to be able to have the opening ceremonies at the big conference center. I'm so happy they moved it. I know it was kind of a little pain for some folks, but now we're back to Monday through Saturday, buddy. I'm That's so same happy. same
0: routine that we're already used to.
1: Yep. Exactly, exactly. So, hey, check out FDIC.com. We're, we're going to be teaching there, uh, doing all of our classes, and um, it, we're, we're hoping to see you there. We're excited about going. Um, let, let's talk about um, 20th anniversary of of, of, of that horrible horrible tragedy, tragedy where uh so many people were murdered on on september 11th um but you're uh you're, you're doing you guys are doing your you're actually expanding your memorial yes. okay explain explain that again and then how uh, you're looking to uh
0: support that with some more donations right it's the 20th anniversary obviously everybody knows that this year and there's going to be you know obviously ceremonies and it's going to be recognized all over the place however What's also been happening, it's been happening for years now, is a lot of folks are dying from post-9-11 illnesses, folks that worked at 9-11 and the rescue and the recovery and uh, the cleanup. And what we're doing is at the monument here in New York, in Washingtonville, uh, where I live, we, we, had, we lost five guys on 9-11. We got a beautiful monument there in a, in a big park. And we're, we're constructing a, a brand-new monument to the post-9-11 uh, victims so it's already underway uh fundraising is underway and what we're doing was we we uh designed and produced a, a september 11th 20 year anniversary coin um they're, they're 20 dollars, and we're selling them every every penny goes to the to the new memorial to the new stone that's going up and the walkway that's going to lead to it and, and the lighting and all that other stuff we already have three names on there from local guys that have died of uh, post 9 11 illnesses um, there's a website that you can go to, and the website is wbgny911.org, and that is uh, you go to that, you can order the coin, and they, they were shipping them out every week. Uh, the fundraiser is working really well, and we're trying to get to the get you know get the whole thing covered, get the whole thing paid for with the with the coins, which is working out well.
1: Well, it's a great idea. The memorial that you that you currently have is beautiful. Very fitting, very classy. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, John, in their rush to get something done after um, 9-11. I think there was some commercialization, some other things going on. Your your guy's memorial is beautiful. Very Very nice. Appropriate, very nice. So, so folks, if you get a chance, uh, uh, order one or two of those coins um, and uh, help support a great cause. Now, on on a sad note, uh, one of our mentors, you and I have talked about him before. Uh, We both adore him. I know uh, when I was standing next to John Norman, our good friend, Chief John Norman FDIC, years and years ago, and we saw this gentleman standing there, and John Norman says, when I grow up, I want to be just like him. And uh, we lost, uh, he passed away, retired Boston Commissioner and Chief of Department, uh, Leo Stapleton. And what a great, I mean, you talk about Leo for a little
0: bit, because I've got a great story with him. But your thoughts on Leo? Just a great guy. Obviously had a great, great reputation with the brothers in Boston. And and as a result of his writings and teachings with firefighters all around the country. Uh, some, some guys never really make it out of their own department, even though they're great leaders and bosses and chiefs and commissioners and well-known. But but guys like Leo, like Vinnie Dunn, you know, they, they got out of their own department. They got out into the American Fire Service. You know, Leo, Leo was just a great guy. An avid writer. I believe he had seven books. Um and you know, just, just many of them about his own career. Some of them about about Boston. I remember always seeing him at the book booth. And uh, man, he, you know, I, I got all his books. I got all the books on my shelf, all of them signed, you know, to me from him. And he was just a great guy. He was a great storyteller. And he, and he's as as everybody will tell you that ever worked on him. He, he was a great boss. He was a tough boss, and and he and he led. He led the Boston Fire Department through, through many years and many challenges. Well, so many great pictures of him wearing that old
1: leather helmet, the 16-comb leather helmet with all the combs around that leather. And, yep. and, and you know, John, you remember this story. Um, uh, the first time I, I met Leo, I met him before that, but I really got to sit with him and talk. 1996 at FDIC, first year FDI, you know, fire engineering owned it. Um, I received the – I was honored and received the International Society of Fire Service Instructors Innovator of the Year Award for creating a Save and own program. So my wife, Jamie, and I got friends out in the audience, and Leo is the featured speaker. And and, and the one thing, you know, so we're sitting in the back, and I'm nervous. You know, I'm a little nervous. I'm not good at accepting awards. And there's a lot of people out there. This is 96. And I've done some teachings, but, you know. And uh, he says, he goes, hey, you look a little nervous, kid. I said, yeah, just, he goes, well, first thing, go over to that garbage can and empty your stomach contents. And he laughed. He says, all right, here's what I'm going to tell you. He goes, first of all, don't look. Is your wife's out there? Don't look at her. Don't look at any family members because you'll, you'll get distracted and you'll lose it or whatever. Number two, talk to the exit lights. And I said, what she goes? Look, the exit lights go from left to right. When you get out there, if you lock eyes on somebody, you see a guy sitting out there with his arms crossed. He says he looks all kind of like, kind of like he's angry, upset. He could just have gas. He could just have gas. You don't know that. He goes, but you're up there thinking, oh, I said the wrong thing or I did this. He goes, you know what? He goes, you talk to them red exit lights out there. He said, he said, and people take your making eye contact. And he says, it works every time. He goes, then all of a sudden you find yourself pretty comfortable. And, and it's, I've given people, John, that advice. People have been keyed at the IC. I've said this and their other oh, like, it worked. It, it settled me down. And after that, you do it for a couple of minutes, and then you're rolling. You're out there. You're looking at people and doing things. But I remember, John, he got up there, and he stood up at the podium. And you you and I even wrote about this in our leadership book, Five Alarm Leadership. He stood at the podium, and he says, I see that this year's conference is back to the basics. He goes, back to the basics. He goes, why do we leave them in the first place? We're actually not that good at them. We kind of suck at them." And he put one slide up. They put one slide up. And it was 12 bullet points of all the things we sucked at. He had search and rescue and ladders, and he went through it. I'm like, oh, God, he's right. I mean, the, he was just a masterful – I'll say this. all the Out of all the comments I've seen and, and hundreds of comments about him uh, with his passing, John, I can't tell how many people that I saw people were saying he always spent time to talk with you. He'd sign a book, and he'd ask you, where are you from? And he'd ask you about you, and he'd ask you about your – he just – he genuinely – wanted to know the people yep. and, and just what, what a, what a what great a
0: great guy. And he, and he was old and, you know, he, he was getting up there and everybody, you know, everybody recognizes that it slowly happens, but, uh, and we knew eventually it would happen, but, uh, there he is. One, one of the, one of the, one of the greats, another great yeah. Leo Stapleton, one of the greats yeah. God is, bless uh, part you. of the ages, man. Yep. God bless you. I well, say he's on the top floor now,
1: you know what I'm saying? He's up there and Absolutely. holding court and uh, running Hey, the big incident command room, right? They're all sitting there talking fires and stuff. But, hey, I, I want to ask you something because, you know, we kind of throw snowballs around the room trying to figure out what we're going to talk about sometimes. We talked about – we. I, the title of the show was The Routine Fire and That. And I remember I asked you to talk about the house fire you had with your volley place. You guys made a, made a grab, made a rescue. Uh, sadly, she ended up uh, passing away in the hospital, but um, – we were talking about how much fire you had and, and how many lines in the first line went through, obviously in the front door. You had heavy fire at the front, running up and up, up the side, up into the eaves and up into the attic, and a lot of it looked like a lot of fire. And the second line and third line. And I remember I was talking and, and and you said, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, um, and when you're looking at how how, how many lines do you have on your engine? Right. And I guess capabilities, right? And, and and so maybe that's our topic is how many lines do you have on your engine? And I I know there's all different makeups and all different styles and all different designs of fire apparatus out there, but um,
0: I I guess I'll start off with
1: saying what would be your preference and why? Uh, You know, be a good
0: one. It's a a great question. It's a great topic because number one, there is no answer. So for those those of you that are listening, you can put the pencil down. We're not going to give you the answer to it. There is no answer. It it, it depends on who you are. depends on where you are, depends on what kind of rig you got, what kind of buildings you got. Also, what kind of staffing you got? There's a lot of variables here. However, there are some basics. There are some basic principles. And, and, and I've always, you know, talked to different people on the job, FDMY, and elsewhere over the years about, about that, about how many, you know, how many pre-connects do you have? Now, if you start counting the front bumper line and maybe a, a dead load off the rear, two and a half inch that's, that's got four, 300 feet of hose on it, you can start adding them up. But I'm, I'm really talking about pre-connects. How many ready-to-go cross do you have? to to pull off and, and go right to work and lots and lots of people have two couple couple of the uh, couple of the uh, engines and the pumpers in, in the local volunteer fire department where i live ha- have two and i've had discussions with guys there as well about it saying gee i think we should have three you know if you ever get another never get a newer puppet you ever get something refurbed, you ever buy a new one i really think you should have three well you really don't need three you know and and, and you know our ex-chief john doesn't think we need three thinks two is good and and, and then, and then comes this fire that you just mentioned, you know, a month or two ago, and we had a, a good daytime working fire. Ended up, you know, we had one, one victim that, that that passed, but the point was we had this we had this good fire, meaning this this heavy fire traveling uh, lowest level, burning up both inside and outside. And before you know it, I got two line stretched. Obviously, one line gets stretched right away down into the fire level, and then we had another line stretched to either be ready to back them up or to go, go to the floor above. And then we had fire up at the attic and a couple other places. I had to get a third-line stretch, and I had to go. I had to go to the second engine, which was parked a little, little distance behind the first one. He was supplying them because he was being supplied from, an, from another source. But the whole point was there we are tying up two engines now for, for a three-line fire. And it would have been very easy to stretch a third line off the same pumper, and we had plenty of water coming in. Obviously, water problems are a whole separate issue, but it doesn't matter whether you have two lines or three lines off of an engine. If you have water problems, you have water problems. If well, you have a good supply, you can you can run three lines and off we, one We engine.
1: spend a lot of money on a 2,000 GPM pumper or even greater, 2250, whatever you see these pumpers. And yet, I, you know, over the years, we've never really came close, anywhere even halfway, to maxing that out. So, right. so Especially
0: what you, with a hand line. Operation. what inch you three-quarter, you were flowing one out of one. I mean, well, inch should three quarter. Even if you just, uh, I've always said inch and three quarter is inch three quarter, right? One and three quarter is one seventy five, right? I always use those numbers. Two and a half is two fifty. You get a two and a half inch line, you can, you should easily be able to get two fifty, or or a bunch more. And the same thing with inch and three quarter, you should be able to get so one. So, if you have a two thousand GPM pumper, and is we're talking obvious. about getting two lines around two hundred gallons a minute, yeah, right? Yeah. You you have that three or four or five times over yeah. available at least to you, you know. So uh, And the other thing is the flexibility. Uh, Now, a lot of fire departments don't have a second engine and a third engine and a supply engine and and two tankers coming in. A lot of places got one engine coming in and maybe one more coming in to supply or go to the dry hydrant or the LDH line. So why not have the three lines? Why not have three lines on an engine? Now, now listen, if you already got two pre-connects and and you're not going out to buy a new or spec a new engine, you still can get a third line off, off the rear, off the rear bed. You can have a working line off the rear bed as well, along with your supply lines. And at least you still can get three lines pulled. Well, and a lot of departments had that. They have like the two two hundred foot pre-connects,
1: so you match it. You're two hundred to two hundred, so you're not worried about pulling 200 first and then trying to match it with a one fifty. Right. You've got two two hundreds that you pull. Because I've always said, you know what? I can lose that extra fifty feet. I can lose it on a street, off to the side of the street, in a ditch, on a front lawn or whatever. But I know, I know, and 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 one of my departments, I loved it, John. We had a skid line off the back. We had, you know, the two and a half with a Y, a gated Y, with 150 feet of inch three quarter and a horseshoe, pretty easy with a couple of seat belts around it, right? And 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 the Y shut off. So if you needed, if you if some guys use that as the first line to get the engine out of the way, you grab their skid line, off they go to the front door and they say go, you pull out, and you leave the whole front open for the truck. Yeah. And you go down and you get your own hydrant and you pump back through your two and a half to that Y. The Y is already shut off. So let's say, let's say you didn't do that. Let's say you, you pulled that as you pulled your first pre-connect your cross they so you get your second one. you need a line or whatever you got two buildings going it got into the second building whatever now you pull this when you drop it on the front log the driver can charge it pretty much as soon as he wants to you can take a look okay they're ready because until you open it up at the Y, it's not going to do nothing. It's not going to charge you. You still have time to spread your line, do what you got to do, flake it up. You first. can even
0: wait. You can even wait for a later arriving crew that's going to come and pick that line up off the front and lawn and maybe protect the exposure or do well, whatever they. Got if to that do. if that fire you're talking about had gotten into an exposure, so
1: you got two lines in there, the guys are making a rescue. You're talking about trying to bring, and now you got exposure. You had your two pre-connects. If you drop the Y down there, you've got one. You could call an inbound engine. Just bring me 150 feet of inch three-quarter. Yep. They take it off their pre-connect. Boom. They hit it. Now you got a line working in the exposure, and we still haven't come close. Not even halfway close to maximum maximum maximum. capability. Yeah.
0: Capability. The so,
1: so yep. you know, if you don't have it, and some of these places are nice. They got the bumper line. They got you know 150 foot, 100 footer with 50 feet in the tray below it. If you need extra 50 feet, but. I, the 200-200 works nice, right. but just having that, that versatility to be able to do that. Now, I've seen some where they've got the, the two 200-foot uh, pre-connects of inch three-quarter, and they have a pre-connect of two and a half with an Aslan. And, and that's on the side. It's one, two, three, boom, 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 one right. on top of each other. And they still have that skid line off the back.
0: And, and, and that's another reason three is great, because you can still have your two working lines inch your three-quarter, both ready to go into a house or a residential building without fighting a big line. And then you get that third pre-connect, and again, if you want to, you can pre-connect two and a half on that. You're ready to do exposure protection. You're ready to do outside firefighting without having to start changing hose and nozzles and disconnecting and reconnecting things, or without even going to your rear bed, to a dead load or to another one of the long, long stretches. So just the idea of having three pre-connects, I think it's just such a great idea. Not not that we need to have a standard, obviously, but but I, I think it just gives you more options, you know, Number, number one, like the fire that, that I had, where I had fired in several different places that needed to be covered by di- a different line. The other, each line could not get to the other place. You could only handle where it was. Or you have a good fire going. You got a, a primary line and a backup line, or you got a primary line and a floor above line. And all of a sudden, you get some fire vent in some way. You could to get exposure. You start to get exposure problems. Boom, you pull that third pre-connect, whether it be off the back, whether it be a dead load off the back, whether it be another pre-connect. And now you can go right into exposure protection without without having to go crazy. and start connecting and reconnecting stuff and going around to the discharge, you know? So listen, FTMY doesn't own a pre-connect. We don't have one. They, they talked about it years ago and did some trials and some tests and things like that. And it just didn't really work out. But I got to tell you, even without pre-connects, we, we can get multiple lines in operation right away. And that's the main thing. Whatever your SOP is, whatever your tactics are, whatever your people are trained for, they got to be able to get a couple of lines in, in service right away now again, if you don 't have enough people on a rig to get a couple of lines of service right away, you certainly can get one in service and another one pulled and laid at the front door we we 've done that a number of times where you pull up and that and the chief tells you get that line at the front door it 's right it 's waiting for you you know so, well, and I think one of the key things you and I talk about it
1: guy we 've been doing these shows now for a couple of years um, we, we when we talk about hose beds before versatility and things like that was your inch and three-quarter pre-connect, their 200-footer, should be set up. It should be bed. It should be packed in such a way that it comes off easy, and one firefighter should be able to deploy. One firefighter should be able to grab half of it, shoulder it, reach up, grab a loop. As you're walking away, sometimes you have to take that couple of little quick little, almost like a half run, like a couple big, 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 and you reach up and you pull, and you should turn around and be able to clear that bed yourself and 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 not have anything off your shoulder yet, and off you go, boom, boom, boom. And then it's peel off the back. So I just want to mention that point. We, you know you know talk about that. One firefighter needs to be able to deploy that. Well, that's the nice thing about it. And and you said it when you made me think of it when you're saying you're running short. You pull up, you have you have three guys. You have a pump operator. Your captain gets off. He's doing it. Watch the place. has got an engineer and, and an officer and one guy. That's in the it. And, yep. and and that's that's the majority of the fire service. The three person yep. engine. So. I'm, I'm your firefighter you, you i already know i'm taking it to the front door i reach up you're doing your 360 or you're just catching a back you know back read on the back of the building boom off i go up to the door i've made sure actually i like the guys that actually pull and they give it that little tug to make sure there's not one fold up in there you know one left and, right. uh, and the good drivers the good pump operators are good at I've always done, I always make sure, I always give a little tug, make Nothing sure. We're you know, a little just,
0: double checking. If two people check it instead of just one, that's one more chance of, of overcoming it. Potential. It takes uh, yeah, a couple seconds to just give it a tug to make sure someone didn't leave. And it's, it's no negative them. reflection on anybody stretching a hose like, oh yeah, we're double checking on him because they don't know what he's doing. No, we're double checking because this is a building on fire. We want to make sure yeah. we, we didn't we didn't accidentally forget something or leave a loop up in the up in the tray, you know? Or, yeah, for uh, sure.
1: Exactly. So, and, and I, you know, so we're, now, here, I want to ask your opinion on this because um, a lot of guys bring up like the leader line, the two and a half with the nozzle at the end with the breakaway tip, and they put 100 or 150 feet of inch three quarter off of it. So they pull that as like the skid line. So the skid line, they pull that. And if they have to retreat and go big water, all they do is spin it off the end and they've got their two and a half right there with a the nozzle on it already, that kind of thing. Um, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad setup. I don't think it's a bad, I think it's another idea for you, depending on your department, your department's needs. We talked about that, we talked about spec and rigs. Spec the rig for what you need. Don't try to build a rig like New York City or Chicago or Los Angeles. Build the rig like you need for your response district, what you need for your town. How far are your setbacks? How far are the houses set back? Where's your water supply? What do you have for water supply? Who's doing what everything when you spec your rigs? So, I, I can see some departments that may work. And then I go back to, you know, if I got the two pre connects and I still have that skid line, you know, I can do a lot of different things. I can Absolutely. bring a mouse on me. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different
0: stuff. But and that's what you got to be able to do. You got to have some flexibility and versatility. So, you got a couple of pre connects, whether they're both 200. And I always like, frankly, I like to have two different length pre connects. I don't like to have them both the same. I like to have one long and one short. And you, you just call them long and short. You know, one might be 250, one might be 200. Well, one might be 250, one might be 150. where you can pull a short one if you need it, and you can use the longer one for the floor above or, or maybe to hit an exposure. Um, but but like we were saying before, if you get a couple of pre connects that come off, either a varying length or the same lengths but same diameter, you know, residential inch and three quarter hole, right? And and then you get that whether it's a line off the rear, whether it's a third pre connect, you get that you got to have the, the the versatility and the flexibility. You got to be able to get a two and a half inch line in right away. There's people that got six or eight or ten lengths of two and a half inch holes off the back of their rig with a coupling on top. No nozzle, no nothing. And and, and I've always said throw it, throw a two and a half inch nozzle on that thing. And now you got it's not a pre-connect obviously, but it but it's but it's ready to be deployed. Somebody's got to jump on that back step, grab that nozzle, yank it off, and before you know it, you got three lengths of two and a half inch off the back. Somebody breaks it, they go to a discharge and connect it and all of a sudden you're protecting an exposure or you're hitting a junkyard file or you're hitting a you know, using it maybe to hit a vehicle out on the highway with, with a good good distance between you and the fire. So, pre-connects are one thing. You know, hose off the rear is another thing, off, the, off either a dead load or however you have it packed in the back. And then you mentioned earlier the, the front bumper lines. A lot of places have them, and a lot of places don't have them. Uh, my son being a firefighter down in, in North Charleston, he was telling me how they use that front bumper line for various things, right? But they use the pre-connects pretty much for, for their structure fires. But if for some reason they run short or it looks like they're gonna be short, he, they can go right to the front bump or disconnect it. Now they got a couple of lengths with a nozzle already attached, they can run right up to the front of that line, insert it, and now you got two extra lengths in a nozzle without messing around with, with any uh pre-connects. I've always I have to say this one message right now, which is a, a, a pretty solid message is if you get pre-connects, doesn't matter whether they're the same or different or long or short or whatever, if you if you pull a line and you're short. Don't ever take a length off the other pre-connect to, to, to lengthen the one that's short. Because number one, if you're stretched short, you already fouled this one up. Right. You already have delayed water, you may have an advanced fire, you may have a multiple line, you may have an extension to the floor above. So you already messed this one up by, by going short. If you if you start cannibalizing the second preconnect and pulling a line off it, a length off it to attach to your first line to reach the fire. Now that's unusable. Now you've taken your second line out of operation and you really bamboozled the whole thing. So you should I've always said in my engine book I had it, either have a couple of rolled or folded lengths in the compartment right next to the pump panel or in the trough right there in front of the pump panel that you can throw out and add to a and add to a an already stretched hose line. And for the most part, when a captain or officer says, Hey, we're stretched out, we need another length, the MPO, the engineer outside's the guy that should be able to insert a length all the way down there at the pumper. Rather than running a line up to you somewhere up in a smoke or, a, or closer to the building, so don't don't ever cannibalize a, a preconnect to lengthen the, the one that you stretched that's short because now you now you, you use up the second one as well and you're not gonna have a backup line or an exposure line. Well, I like that
1: point you made of having that that extra length or so rolled up, double rolled, whatever you yep. have in a compartment. Yep you can just grab it and off you go and you can extend it right from there or extend it at the end or whatever, you know, and, and, and where I'm a volunteer, Wichita West, uh, you know, in, in North Texas there, um, you know, our pumper, our pumper doesn't have the bumper line. So we've got the two crosslays, one's 150, one's 200. Um, you know, the versatility we've talked about is maybe add something to that two and a half on the back. You know, that's my thing is I've, I've always felt a little bit more comfortable, John, with the, the ability to stretch a
0: third line quickly. That, yep. That's all. Yep. If you've
1: got two lines operating. And not have building, to build it. You shouldn't right. have
0: to build it. Stop putting stuff together.
1: Right. If I got two lines operating this building, like I said, you're fired. You're fired. You're, you're, you've, got, you've got a rescue going on. You're, you know you got someone in there. You got people going in. You got good fire. You got a second line coming. And let's say it gets into exposure. Let's just say it does. Where does the third line come from? And you know, if it's already a pre connect, one firefighter. One firefighter can grab it, go over there and and stand and and take care of an exposure, or have it like you said, it's already engine two. When you get here, we've got a line for exposure B. When you get here, take it in there and get the it's already stretched, it's already flaked out. We just charge it and boom, off you go. That's my I just always liked that third line possibility. Whatever the makeup is, with a skin line, a leader line, whether it's like you said it's a nozzle on the end of a two and a half having a coupling. Like you said, it's just, it, you, unless you put your thumb over it, you know. Now, there are some dead, you know, the, you know Lewis, we had that for hitting standpipes and stuff like that. We had it. We could pull some two and a half off that didn't have nozzle on, it, but we always had the two and a half pre connect with the nozzle that we could pull, 200 footer
0: that we could pull that or add to it if we want. Easy to pull a nozzle off a piece of two and a half to make it a supply line or, or to hit a, a standpipe siamese. It's easy to do that than to go looking for a nozzle to attach it to use it at a fire. Exactly. The other thing that I love doing. And, and we did it recently up in orange county was we, we we get some little whatever you want to call them pony lengths short lengths real short lengths 10 15 foot lengths so off, off your chick's hand off your swivel up in the pre-connect up in the up in the crossway you come off with a 10 foot section to a coupling and then you and then your 50 foot uh sections lengths start right there and the reason for that is when you do stretch short when you do need to add a length the MPO, the engineer, obviously he's not going to climb up and, and disconnect up inside the, the cross light. Or, otherwise, he's got he's to run about 40 or 45 feet to get to the next coupling. If you put that 10-foot length of hose, now there's a coupling literally hanging right off in front of the engineer, right next to him somewhere. So either he's got to shut it down or if it hasn't been charged yet and they realize they're short, he can just stop, reach in the compartment or reach in that trough right there, pull, pull that roll or fold the hose out. He's got both couplings. He can break it right there, connect both. He doesn't actually have to even leave the pump panel. Doesn't even have to leave the rig. And he can say, okay, you got an extra line. Go ahead, Cap. And all of a sudden, they start start pulling it and stretching, and and they get the extra extra 50-foot without anybody on the crew having to even do it. The engineer can do it out in the street, single-handed. And I love
1: that pony line idea. You know, we've got them, so we can reach up. I'll give you – you're on a highway, a road, whatever – now's not the time to jump up to re and sometimes you know what it's just easy to reach up disconnect it roll everything up let's get the hell out of traffic or get off right. the street and we're good to go or we all the good to all crapped up yep you know we got to at least come back to the firehouse and rinse it down or wash it off or whatever you know just i i love that instead of you, you, you when you don't have a pony line you don't have that that means you're crawling up on top and reaching in and disconnecting it from the swivel instead of <laughs> whether it's a, a four-footer, five-footer, six-footer, whatever, just hanging off, 10-footer, where it's right there in front of you, or even right up, even if it's right up at the bed, right. it's something you can right. reach up and disconnect. Right. Uh, and John, you and I have talked about our tactics classes, versatility, man, versatility on the fire ground, which are people, first of all, yep. ha- yeah, having firefighters trained in all aspects. You know, in New York City, you can be a truck guy or an engine guy or a squad rescue, but the majority of the fire service, except for the larger metro departments, you know, you've got to, you've got to be ready. To of all trades, yep. And you've got to be ready. You know, when you pull up, you know, you've got a bunch of cars in it. Let's say the setback is is a little bit, a little bit more rural operation. You got all these houses, but they're set back and at night. During the day, it's fine. At night, all the cars are in the driveway. You can't even nose your engine in the driveway. Now you're stuck on the street and you're going, okay, it's a good 75 feet, a hundred feet just to the front door. So if I pull a 150, I, I, you know, and again, my hoses are going straight. If I pull one, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pushing it. Yeah. If I got to get into a back bedroom and you know, we've all been there where you're like bending the hose around the corner trying to, and you're just pushing fire back into a room. Like I've always said, I can always lose the hose on the front yard. I can always lose the hose in the front yard and leave it out there or pull them.
0: one. And that's the great thing about private dwellings and house flies is you got the front lawn. You can always dump a shoot. You can dump two legs out there if, if you got too much, you know, Exactly. Exactly. Well,
1: so there's the key versatility. Um, you know, I guess as we close things out here, if you're getting ready, I guess John, right to spec a new rig, I'll I'll say this again. I don't think you and I can emphasize it enough. Spec your rig for your specific needs. Absolutely. Don't let a salesperson talk you into the wrong rig or the wrong stuff or whatever, or they don't know your area. Man, look at drive around. Look at what you have, look at look at your multifamily dwellings if you have any, look at your commercial buildings, look at your single family dwellings, look at everything, and, and go, okay, if we pulled up, how much hose do we need for this, or how, much, how far back, We well, you know what, maybe we need to carry 1,000 feet of five inches instead of
0: 600 or 400 feet, mm-hmm. or maybe 600 will do us fine. And even though even what the width of your pre-connects, where, where the actual pre-connected cross lays are up on the rig, some of them. Some places put them cross lays way high. You practically got to fold steps down to go up and grab the nozzle. Yeah. Some places got them stacked really neatly and nicely and very easily accessible to the firefighters so standing on the ground. They can reach in and grab a nozzle and, and pull a line off. Some of them are two wide. Some of them are one wide. And, again, depends on what you're doing, how much hose you have, what your response area is, how much, how many lights you're packing on the rig. But just don't take what they got. Don't, don't buy what they're selling. Tell them what you need and get it. Get get i 'm not saying everybody 's got to have a custom gigantic custom pumper, but stuff like like cross lace are pretty basic to, you know as far yeah as and, and if it, it looks want. cool for a big city department it may not work for you exactly you know
1: chicago we 've talked about it Chicago carries i think it 's three hundred feet on the front a four inch off the front because there are hydrants everywhere, so they can pull up and they could drag ldh off the back or they could, or off the front they can hit it in either direction pretty smart guys and gals in okay? Yeah, they 've been doing this a while and all that stuff but Hey, folks, spec your rig for how you need it and your specific needs. And, you know, argue that point. Say, you know what? No, I, we need to have this or we need to have that because look at our town. This is what we have to protect. Exactly. Versatility. What can you do? And uh, go from there. So another Sounds good like topic. Man. Another yep. good topic. How many lines do you have on your engine? Yep. So good one, good one. So uh, website, again, for the coins. If you want to buy that, the, the 20-year anniversary. Website book. for
0: the 20-year World Trade Center Coins is WBGNY911.org.
1: Outstanding. And that uh, retired commissioner Leo Stapleton, we love you. God Rest bless you. Rest in peace, you. brother. Rest in peace. You're great. You you know what? There's another guy, John, uh, we've talked about before, like I said, plenty of times that never, ever, truly, ever, I don't think, had his arms wrapped around the impact he had on the fire service. He was such a cool dude, such a cool man. Yep. What an incredible man. I have so much respect for him. I love him dearly. I know you do. And Great
0: impact. Yeah. what
1: an impact. Impactors. Be you know, have an impact. We yeah, talk about legacy. Yeah. Leave your legacy. So hey if they want to get a hold of you. Good email. Chief John Salta at gmail.com. And I'm Chief Lasky at gmail.com and uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Spread the word about our old school podcast. Uh, we hope to see you at FDIC in August. Um, you know, if not, maybe at one of our conferences coming up. Uh, get a hold of us. Check our calendars. Uh, any class that John and I do together is posted on my PrideandOwnership dot uh, com website or on my uh, Facebook page. So you get to see where we're at. We're doing a lot of company officer academies and chief officer academies. A lot of them coming uh, up. Yep. Some good ones. Spartanburg. Oh my God! They're oh like gosh. almost three hundred people. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. So hey, with that, folks, we always ask you at the end of our shows to please. Uh, keep the men and women and in your and the armed forces uh, in your thoughts and prayers. And and you know what? Uh, right now, uh, say a little prayer and 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 look after our brothers and sisters in blue on the law enforcement side. They need us more than ever to support uh, our our law enforcement family. So thank you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Be safe and God bless you.